At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Want more golf insight? Well, check out Beeson's Long Shot Podcast today. The complete PGA golf betting show with weekly insights and analysis from every tournament from Las Vegas experts. Our host, Brady Cannon, has been running Las Vegas golf websites and tournaments since 1996, as well as refining his betting skills. Brady tracks golf year-round to keep his viewers on top of the odds and insights from every tournament and player and course during the PGA Tour season. Brady is joined by his co-host, Wes Reynolds, as well as Beeson Sports betting experts and golf and casino industry guests on a regular basis download the long shots podcast now at vison.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts while you're there you can catch up on every vison show as well back alongside matt humans i am dave ross follow the money right here on vison you know i love talking golf with you matt but it's great to have jeff seeley join us from doral down there the site of the honda classic of course you can follow him on twitter at cutmaker jeff and let's talk about guys, not that we're going to make the cut here, Jeff. Let's talk about guys that we think and you think might be able to win this thing uh, after four days at the Bear Trap. And Matt and I were talking about it, Jeff, that we like blonde bomber. Brooks Kepka now with the blonde hair. And you seem to like him this week as well. Why do you think that he's got a good shot this week? Yeah, so so guys, Kepka is... is... Obviously, probably clearly my, my favorite EGA player. And over the past 50 rounds, only Daniel Berger is ahead of Kepka in ball striking. And ball striking is obviously critical, so you keep it out of the water. There's tons of water here. Uh, if Daniel Berger were healthy and I knew he were, were healthy, I'd take a stronger look at him. I'm not positive he is. So um, I'm leaning on like, Kepka ahead of, of um, Berger. And, and simply, Kepka's issues have been chipping and putting. We're going back to Bermuda here on the East Coast. Bermuda's the best putting surface, and they're playing in his backyard at PGA National. So he's played well here, finishing second in 2019 to Keith Mitchell. Um, we had a lot of good in Phoenix. He was leading in ball striking going into the fourth round until he blew up then. We've got, he's playing with his brother this week in the, in the field. So positive vibes around. 22 to 1 to play good price on Kepka. All right, Jeff, uh, I'm with you on the Blonde Bomber, Brooks Kepka, 22 to 1. That's the price right here at Circus Sports. That's uh, that's my top play this week. Last week, Colin Morikawa was my top play, and he finished uh, second to Joaquin Neiman, uh, who was in the field. This is not an especially strong field this week, Jeff, at the at the Honda Classic. And you're down there at Doral right now. Kind of explain a little bit about your surroundings and how tough this course uh, really is. Yeah, no. So Doral is incredible for those who haven't been. The, the hotel, the resort is over the top nice, and uh, the course is immaculate condition. Obviously, PGA Nationals 
about a little over an hour away up the road. Um, so check that out on Thursday. But, but yeah, this is a really tough course. I mean, this last year this played as the sixth hardest course on tour. Obviously, we hear people talk about the bear trap. Um, only 6% of golfers have played the bear trap under par for the tournament. 6%. So, uh, you get, you get, you get, a par is a good score here. And so you get one of your guys you know, through a round at even par. That's a net win. I, I can easily see a score of, you know, five or six under winning the tournament this week. So, um, a par, a par is almost like a birdie in a lot of tournaments. You get to the bear, the bear trap at even par or better, and uh, it's a major accomplishment. You know, follow, I, sorry, follow him on Twitter at CupmakerJeff and go to CupmakerPod.com for his uh, plays and podcasts as well. What do you want to say Well, next? I just want a question for both you guys here because, Jeff, you know, we watched Neiman go wire to wire. Matt and I were talking about it before we actually came on the air today, and we're like, and that hadn't happened since the 60s, right? And then I look at the number, and it's 18 to 1 this week. It feels like a natural fade, but, you know, those aren't the, the, the longest. I thought they'd be much longer. What do you make of Neiman this week? Trying to go back to back in the PGA Tour, I, I, there's no way he's going to go wire to wire. I can't imagine seeing that again. I tell you what, I never bet a guy to win back to back weeks. What about you, Jeff? I, I don't either, and and frankly, it's it's kind of like the old adage when you when you um, you have a guy who goes out and shoots his career best round, you always want to bet him the next round, right? Like bet against if your buddy, your buddy goes out and shoots his best round ever. You're like, yeah, okay, I bet you don't break par, you know, whatever tomorrow. <laughs> so. Um, it's you know again it's really really hard to keep to keep the consistency up. Not that Neiman's not playing well, but you know he he putted lights out. Um, again, this is just a different track, a different setup. Um, it's going to be much 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 more difficult than it was last week. And I again I I a hard fade on Neiman this week. I'm probably going to fade in the matchups as well. You know I will say Scotty Scheffler played better than he most did. people expected. Uh, following up his first PGA Tour win at Scottsdale. Uh, last week at the Genesis in L.A., he he played better than a lot of golf handicappers expected who were fading him in matchups. Brooks Kepka tied for third at Scottsdale. And uh, I, I think I see a buy sign on Kepka here. Like you said, Jeff, uh, Bermuda is his best punting service, and this course is in his backyard. And this is a much weaker field than you're going to see at Augusta, and he's got the identical odds at Augusta, yes. uh, 22 to 1. So play Brooks Kepka this week. And the Honda Classic. I'm with Jeff uh, Seeley on this one. How about Tommy Fleetwood? You're going to play Fleetwood. And you and I have a common bomb here. Uh, we're both on Mackenzie Hughes at 50 to 1. Yeah, so Fleetwood, the handicap's really simple. His form is good. Played, finished eighth and 12th in the two Saudi events. Has good course history here, having finished third and fourth. So I really expect Fleetwood to be in the conversation on Sunday. 22 to 1, same price as Kepka. I like that. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, you mentioned, finished second. In 2020, and he's just a guy. When his irons get hot, um, he's he's going to be in contention. So at the RSM in November, his irons were hot. He finished second. He finished fourth at the Zozo when his irons were hot in October. He's a good putter. He's going to make putts. It's a question of if his irons get hot or not. So it's 50 to one. Uh, if he can kind of find some of the magic that he had back in 2020, his irons get hot. Mackenzie Hughes should be right there. Great price. And then um, another guy I like, who I, honestly, guys, has been flying under the radar and was just a really solid PGA pro over the past years, K.H. Lee. Uh, he's 70-1. to 1. Since last year's Phoenix Open, he's played in 29 tournaments, which is obviously a ton. Um, he has 11 finishes inside the top 30, won the Byron Nelson, second in Phoenix last year, third, sixth at the 3M in July. He's just a really he's a good, solid player. and He's 15th in this field in, in ball striking over the past 50 rounds. Um, 
and he finished seventh here in 2019 despite losing strokes putting. So if he can continue his ball striking and just be neutral in putting, 70 to 1, great price on KH Lee's too. Uh, Wes Reynolds noted in his golf column and Point Spread Weekly this week that when Keith Mitchell won this tournament in 2019, the former Georgia Bulldog was at 300 to 1 uh, here at the Honda Classic. Jeff, do you see a guy in triple digits that you want to play this week? Yeah, Aaron Rise, fourth in the field in ball striking over, again, it's short term, but over the last 12 rounds, so we know his ball striking is, is hot. That alone, I think, makes him a play, worth a play at 100 to 1. Um, he's eighth in approach. So as long as he keeps that up, he should be in the hunt. His real issue is going to be on on and around the greens. He's 126th around the greens over the same last 12 rounds and 89th in putting. So um, I know the ball striking is going to be there. Approach is going to be good. The question is going to be, can the guy chip and putt? But at 100 to 1, I'm willing to take that chance. Jeff, I want to go to a guy that used to be number one in the world. Of course, never won a major. Not saying he can't. But you have Luke Donald in here to get a top 20 finish. And I go, Luke Donald, where has he been? Jeff, uh, you, th- you think he's got some form here to actually cash that ticket? Yeah, you know, he's, he's finished in the top 40 in two of his last four events. So for Luke Donald, that's form, right? Um, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is he's finished 7th, 8th, 11th, and 27th here. So you know the guy can play here. It's not a super long course. And it's 6-1. to one. You know, I can see him getting inside the top, four, top 20, I'm sorry, um, with some sort of form. Uh, I think it's worth a shot at six to one. I think it's a great price for a top twenty play. Jeff Seeley with us talking golf betting, and I know that Dave wants to ask you about Phil Mickelson and the controversy it. with the uh, Saudi Golf League and everything that Phil said, and uh, he was taking the task over <laughs> Jeff. What did you make of the entire uh, Phil Mickelson madness? You know, um, no one loves no one loves drama more than Phil being the center of attention more than Phil, and honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of, it, it was kind of a struggle at first. I was, I was, I could see why the other guys were kind of upset about his comments. His backpedaling, I just think is a blatant lie. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think that he, I don't think anything was taken out of context. Um, and I think that he said all the things that he did. And, and um, when he saw what the backlash was, he decided to backpedal. Uh, I think Phil is super entertaining. Um, I think he's, he's, I mean, I, I think he's a very good entertainer. Um, and, but you know, I, I, gosh, um, I don't believe him at all. And somebody said this on Twitter, and, and I thought it was really funny. Some, they were surprised that he didn't he did mention he won the PGA Championship in his, in his apology comment. So uh, that's, that just speaks, speaks to Phil in general. So um, those a lot of people don't believe him, that he, and I, I'm with him. I just think he just got, got caught in a bad situation and tried to backpedal, and I think it's just a disaster all, all in all for him. Yeah, we'll find out whether or not he's even going to be on tour. I heard some people say yesterday, uh, they don't even know if they'll see Phil Mickelson back on the PGA Tour, which doesn't look good for me with my I Masters think, wager. I think he'll be back. Because I had him at 1,001, you know, Jeff. Speaking of the Masters, Jeff, how many uh, Masters bets have you made at this point? You know, honestly, Matt, I've only made one. And and um, I, I, I kept going. I got him at 25 <laughs> point. Um, right. I've got 25 to 1 kept a ticket, but I'm going to start looking at some things. I was looking at some circa odds here the other day, and um, there's some guys, you know, uh, one guy I'm looking at, depending on how he co- recovers from his surgery. But, I mean, I, I, you know, there's there's a couple of um, couple guys. But, yeah, no, I think that um, – I think we'll see. I mean, Kepka is the main thing I'm, I'm thinking about, though, right now. Um, trying to figure out, I don't know, um, 
trying to find some more value, but it's uh, it's a process. I, that's that's what I have too. I already have my ticket uh, with Kepka twenty two to one. I didn't get him at twenty five to one like Jeff did, but I'm with you. Like let's we get, just we let's just, just get Kepka in the winner's circle this week. Okay, all right, and then we'll talk about the Masters. How about that, Jeff? Can you do that uh, while you're down there at the Bear Trap? Get Brooksy the Bond Bomber into the winner's circle this Sunday. Let's do it, fellas. All right, there he is, Jeff Seeley. Follow him on Twitter at CutMakerJeff. Uh, we de- definitely expect Brooks Kepka to be around for the weekend. Again, we're going to have uh, Johnny Avello join us later on this hour. And we're going to have Dan Needles in the second hour, uh, or our third hour, actually, for us, talking all things going on in Green Bay and the drama there. You think Phil's got drama? Boy, there's some drama going on with Aaron Rodgers as well. Come on back. Much more to get to. Follow the money on these and these sports betting networks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code VEGAS1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit VEASAN.com slash horses for all the details. Use the bonus code VEGAS1000. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. This is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN. Had Jeff Seeley on uh, in the last segment. Great catching up with Jeff down there at the Bear Trap as we get ready for another PGA Tour sanctioned event. But the big drama, of course, we got into it a little bit there with Jeff, was Phil Mickelson. And obviously he made some comments. He tried to walk them back with a statement. It didn't do well with some of his sponsors. Because after said statement, and we'll show you what Phil had to say, basically we saw some of his sponsors immediately say, no, we're done with you, Phil, and we're out. And really, if you want to make a message, you hurt him in the wallet. It's going to be hard to hurt Phil Mickelson in the wallet because he is one of the richest athletes that golf has ever seen, not named Tiger Woods. So he went on basically to say, and I'll clarify for those of you that don't want to read the whole statement, that basically his, his statements were taken out of context. I think that is debatable at best. And that he loves golf. This was to try to forward the game of golf with the, the invention potentially of the Saudi Golf League and the involvement in it. And basically, basically tried to safe haven and safeguard his sponsorships, and that did not look like it got the desired effect. <laughs> Guys on the PGA Tour, Matt, were going in hard. Rory McIlroy, his comments. 
I mean, the, the tour has kind of spoken out against Rory, and they had a players-only meeting yesterday down there at the They didn't speak out against Rory, against, no, no. against Phil. Right. Rory spoke out right. against Phil. <clears throat> and yeah. at this players-only meeting, which has come out from yesterday, basically they, the tour said, if you want to go to Saudi, go. But if you go, you cannot return to the PGA Tour. And therein lies the rub. So now, as sponsors drop Phil Mickelson, if Phil Mickelson goes on to play in this Saudi Golf League... He's not going to play in the Saudi Golf League. He would not be eligible <clears throat> by the tour standards to come back to the PGA Tour. I don't think anybody's going to play in the Saudi Golf League. And <clears throat> the guys, if they do have that league, the guys they get are going to be uh, burnouts, retreads. Uh, they're not going to be big names. The rep- you, you've pretty much seen that. All the big names... On the PGA Tour, DJ, DeChambeau, they all said JT, the top 10. Rory, all of them said, no, no chance. We're not going to play in the Saudi Golf League. If you don't have those superstars, you don't have a league. Right. The, the reported names, and I wonder how quickly they've backtracked, were Adam Scott, Ian Poulter. Well, Adam Scott can go. I mean, guys like that, if they want to, Ian Poulter, you think the PGA Tour is really going to miss those guys? No. No, of course not. No. But, and again, those guys kind of split time on the tour anyway. Right. A lot of them play over uh, on the European Tour just as much as they do on the PGA Tour. So it'll be very interesting to see. But again, you know, Phil Mickelson, and I'm glad Jeff said it in the last segment, he is, whether what your definition of entertaining may be, I find him wildly entertaining. He's interesting, if anything else. And I know it rubbed a lot of people, including a lot of the tour members, the wrong way. And clearly he is at odds with the PGA Tour. Why he's at odds with the PGA Tour, I do not understand it. It has made him wealthy beyond his wildest dreams. But we'll find out if he really needs the money that badly to go over and start off this new Saudi golf league. Maybe he's got some gambling losses he's trying to cover. Who knows? That's always the um, the insinuation that he might have something else going on that does not meet the naked eye. Nah, I think he's probably okay financially. I imagine Billy Walters is sitting back uh, kind of laughing at uh, Phil making an ass of himself mm. uh, this week, too. Cause... Well, I have a features ticket on him <clears throat> at Augusta. I don't even know he's going to tee it up anymore to Augusta. That'll be interesting. I think Phil's, Tiger... got, Phil's got too many distractions. And, you know, at over 50 now, I don't think you're going to see him winning many of these tournaments. I would not advise taking uh, Phil, even at big numbers. When he shows up at Augusta, he's going to be... Uh, oh, it's going to be a zoo He's going now. to be under siege by the media. He's not going to be able to focus on golf this week. I would not advise betting on Phil at this point. I, you know who I'd like to send to the Saudi Golf League? Who? Patrick Reed, can we send him over oh, there? Oh, wow. By the way, this statement that we saw from KPMG, that is his longtime sponsor, you always see Phil with the hat on. Well, uh, Kendall Baker put this on Twitter and said, KPMG US and Phil Mickelson have mutually agreed uh-huh. to end our sponsorship effective immediately. We wish them the best. There's no way that was mutual. You know what that was? Hey, we're firing you. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, well, good luck. If that's mutual, then that's what that was. Because there's no way Phil said, you know what? I want you to dump me, too. I mutually agree to that. you think the Aaron Rodgers, Shaylee, what was her name? Shaylee Shaylee Woodley? Do you think that relationship breakup was mutual? Or did she just dump your guy, Aaron Rodgers? Do you think it ever ends with a handshake? (laughs) Like, hey, had a good run. See you later. I'm going to send Sergio to the Saudi Golf I knew you were going to send Sergio over there. I like Serge. Can I pick some guys to send to the Saudi Golf League? No. Okay. No, you cannot. Uh, let's get back to college basketball very quickly. We talked about Gonzaga in the first hour, unanimous number one in the AP Top 25. Arizona, by the way, moving up to number two. 
you gave your rankings, which I think are very interesting, uh, certainly seeing where you thought some teams would be at the beginning of the year to where they are now. When you look at this top 10, you can go top 25 even if you want. Iowa with a really nice win yesterday, sneak back in there against Michigan State. Are there any, I dare I say, sleepers? I don't know if you're a top 25 team, if you can be a sleeper. Let's say a Tennessee at 17, for instance, that could actually make it all the way to the national championship if you're looking at future numbers. Because to me, it does feel a little bit top-heavy. I know it's wide open, but it still seems harder once I get outside that top 15 to really make a long shot case. You know, one team outside the top 15, maybe Arkansas, with uh, Eric Musselman could make a run. I watched Arkansas again last night. Mm -hmm. I like that team more. I think Tennessee and Arkansas, if they got to the Final Four, you wouldn't be stunned. But essentially, you've got about... 15, 18 teams that could probably get to the Final Four, and um, it wouldn't be that surprising. Outside the top 25, if you ask me, and Murray State is inside the top 25 mm-hmm. right now. So if you're talking about when we get to the first week of the NCAA tournament, who are going to be some trendy uh, sleepers, some upset picks in the first round, I can tell you that here's who I would recommend right now, without even seeing the bracket, Davidson. Okay. Davidson, New Mexico State, and Murray State, which, you know, the racers are in the top 25. But the other two are kind of sleepers in terms of the national media. Nobody's talking about Davidson. That's a a team with uh, multiple sharpshooters. Could give all sorts of major conference teams trouble. Uh, New Mexico State, out of the whack, very athletic team. That uh, you you probably remember, I think the Aggies played Michigan State, and Tom Izzo in a first-round game was a four- three or four or five years ago, Mm -hmm. and that was a much better Michigan State team than New Mexico State took to the wire. So I I would say that when we get to the first week of the tournament, three of the teams that are going to be hot underdog plays are probably going to be Murray State, Davidson, and New Mexico State. You know, I wonder, too, when you look at once the bracket comes out, and I can't believe we're getting closer and closer to Selection Sunday. It's going to be here before you blink. Do you handicap it more, Matt, like I'll pick Final Four plays once you see the draw? And or those individual matchups that you looked at, like, hey, whoever Davidson plays in that first round, I'm probably backing them uh-huh. uh, sight unseen. Or do you like to forecast it more long-term for teams once you see the pathway in the bracket to actually make a realistic run? You know, we talked about the futures that I've got last week, and obviously I'll, I'll reassess everything when I see the brackets and kind of figure out how good of a chance I've got to cash some of those tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, because you hope for favorable draws for the teams you bet in the futures. Uh, but now, basically, when the brackets come out, I'm just looking to bet those first-round games. And um, I'm not worried too much about you know betting on uh, futures on a team to get to the Final Four and things like that. I've, I've probably got too many futures bets made already. But I might make a couple more when I see the brackets, if I see a couple things I like. But in general, that's Sunday night. We're going to be doing My nonstop coverage here at VSIN. What you're trying to do is... Uh, spot the numbers right away that are going to move. Where you've got, you think you've got point spread value, you're trying to get closing line value and uh, trying to get the best of the number when these lines open because I guarantee you a lot of the numbers when they open are going to move. And what we've seen in recent years is you're not catching as many points with the underdogs as you used to Mm -hmm. in the first round of the tournament. You have a lot more dog players out there in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But Mm -hmm. uh, what are you going to say? Well, we saw that top 10. Okay, very quickly, Baylor right now. It's funny with the the top ten, Dave, I think. um, Is there a team you look at and go, you know what, I'm going to fade that team. I just don't trust that team. 
not until I see the matchups. Okay. I mean, Baylor's had some injuries. I, yeah. I don't rate. My power rating does not show Baylor as a top 10 team right now, but it's just right outside the top 10, so it's not that big of a difference. Uh, I think a couple of these teams are probably going to be life and death to get out of the first and <laughs> second round. Um, you know, I I look at a team like uh, Kansas, and I say it wouldn't stun me if Kansas had to uh, sweat out a first-round game, certainly a second-round game, and it wouldn't stun me if Kansas reaches a national championship game. Right. That's, that's actually true for a lot of these teams in the top ten, I think. You normally have to have one of those scares early on your way to – I mean, again, you can go back to UCLA last year in the playing game. They should have lost to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And somehow they, they win that game in overtime and propels them all the way to the Final Four and probably, arguably, could have beaten Gonzaga before it went to overtime. They were life and death with the, right. with, with the Zags to potentially get to a national championship game. So, again, uh, it's going to be fascinating the twists and turns we get before we get to Selection Sunday. We will get more into college basketball – a bit later on. Of course, Johnny Arbella is going to join us later on this hour and Dan Needles next hour talking all things Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We've been talking a lot about our friends at Winners and Winers and their top experts who've been giving out their top picks to our audience absolutely free. Well, some of you may have been sitting on the sidelines, but today is the day to jump on in. David Hess is currently on a 5-0 and run and had this to say about tonight. Quote, I've been beating Vegas on the CBB totals, and tonight my best bet so far. I invite all of these to join me in cashing in tomorrow. He's giving out that play to our listeners absolutely free, zero Obligation. Just text VEASAN to area code 320-350-3500. That's VEASAN to 320-350-3500. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. This is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN. We're going to get into the USFL in just a little bit. But we do have some college basketball that we want to clean up very quickly. Uh, and obviously, when you look at the slate tonight on a Wednesday night and you get the Dukies in action, Matt, I wonder if you have a, a lean with the Blue Devils tonight. Uh, Dave, I did want to mention this, too. I, I said this on the edge yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor going around. I could not get it confirmed. But uh, Andy Miranda tweeted this uh, to the show. And, uh, no, I, I still haven't got it confirmed, but I was told okay. that the NCAA selection committee, committee held a secret meeting uh, recently, and they discussed – Giving Duke a bye all the way to the final four. Stop. What? Look, with that look with the Dukies, and this is why ten to one. I saw them at the futures. We talked about this last Actually, week. Actually, they're twelve to one right now at Circa and a couple other spots. I think you have to hop on that number, don't you? I've now? already bet it. I yeah. did. I did bet Duke at twelve to one because I think one thing you can count on is Coach K is going to get a he's going to get dealt a favorable draw no in the question. brackets. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people who want to see Duke in the final four. Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm not necessarily one of them, but Duke, I think, is going to get a pretty good draw. And this, hey, let's face it too. I can be objective about this. I think Duke has got a very talented team. They do. Um, we had another uh, viewer of the show, Lynn Glow, who tweeted in said Paulo Benchero has been an underachiever, mm. and you know that's why you see him a 28 to one to win Player of the Year. And I think, in a sense, when you watched him in the first couple weeks of the season, you thought, man, this guy's going to take over college basketball this right. year, and he's right. When those expectations were that high, he has underachieved a little bit uh, since then. But it's still, it's a Blue Devils team that's got a ton of talent. 
especially with Trevor Keels out there. These guys are physically mature. You got size on the front line. I think the one thing I'm concerned about uh, from a Duke perspective would be the three-point shooting accuracy, and um, that that could be a problem in the tournament. But still, it's hard to knock this Duke team too much. You got three losses in the ACC by a total of four points. Hmm. All right, one of those losses to Virginia. Revenge. And tonight, uh, the Blue Devils in Charlottesville to play uh, your Cavaliers. And uh, Duke, a five-point road favorite here. I don't feel comfortable laying the five on the road. I think if you're going to play this game and you like money line parlays, maybe money line parlay Duke with mm-hmm. some, something like Kentucky tonight. Oh, uh, Duke right now at Circa is minus 210. I feel pretty confident in Duke winning the game. Just the talent disparity on these teams is uh, is pretty wide, actually. Uh, the coaching edge goes to Virginia, believe it or not, Dave. Wow. It does. The coaching edge goes to Virginia. Print, I, just had, I just had to throw that in there. but Print the shirts. Uh, I mean, that's that's just fodder down there in Durham. I, I think Duke gets the win. I just don't feel confident laying a five here, but I, I do think Duke's going to get revenge and settle the score with uh, Virginia. Very impressive win by the Cavaliers the first time around as double-digit dogs in Durham. Yeah, they, it was a huge win. They, they get the three to run out of Durham there and get that win. You're right. As a VCU alum, we don't take all the Virginia schools. Uh-huh. But, you know, occasionally we'll root for Virginia when they're playing Duke, and that'll be the case again tonight. You mentioned Kentucky, uh, seven-and-a-half-point favorites tonight against LSU. And maybe, again, if you don't like weighing the number, there could be your, I guess, your big blue money line parlay, Duke and Kentucky. I know you love this Wildcats team. I've been watching them more and more. Um, I do think that normally Cal doesn't have them peaking this soon. Is is there a danger in that? Because I I look at Kentucky and go, boy, they're really good right now. Now LSU's talented club coming in there tonight to Lexington. Got to lay that seven and a half. What do you make of that number? Or do you just think I'll take them money line parlay? Well, this is another revenge game in the SEC because uh, LSU won the first time around in in a game that looked like the Tigers um, were going to win rather comfortably, and they almost blew a nine-point lead in the final minute of the game, uh, but didn't hold on to win that one in Baton Rouge. LSU's uh, hit the uh, skids a little bit recently mm-hmm. and uh, not playing as well. I think it's going to be payback for Kentucky uh, tonight, but again, seven is uh, kind of a high number. You're looking at uh, Duke at minus 200, minus 210 on the money line. You're going to have to pay a higher price with Kentucky, but I think it's a safe bet that Duke and Kentucky are each going to be straight-up winners Tonight, if you want to play it that way, I'm not going to lay the five with the Duke or the seven with Kentucky, but I'm not, gonna, you know, yeah, not going out on a limb saying both those teams are going to win straight up. If you if you had said which one do I think is more likely to cover, I would say Kentucky. Uh, the Wildcats probably have more potential to pull away and win that game in Lexington uh, tonight. But it's uh, it's it's interesting because Will Wade and LSU started the season so hot they did, and uh, they they've cooled off here recently, and I think Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky was playing, I thought, the best basketball of any team in the country before the, uh, the Wildcats got beat at Tennessee. But really, the most impressive performance of the season, uh, arguably, was Kentucky's 80-62 to win at Kansas. Unbelievable defensive performance at Fog 20-point lead at, at the half, just blew out the Jayhawks at Allen Fieldhouse. And that's when you kind of opened your eyes and said, that's how good this Kentucky team would be. And I've got Kentucky number one in my power rankings. Now it's a slim difference between number one, number two, number three. When you got Arizona and Duke and Gonzaga there in the four spot, I think uh, all four of those teams are very similar. 
Right, I think uh, it's, uh, I'm with you on that. I'm probably going to play that Duke and Kentucky money line parlay tonight. Just win, baby. Make those Al Davis games. We've been bearing the lead all day because I know you've been dying to talk <laughs> I love about it. this. I love the USFL draft. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, as I said yesterday on Twitter, once the Michigan Panthers made it official and drafted Shea Patterson number one overall, lay the points with Jeff Fisher and the Panthers. I don't care who it is. I, all I know is that first week, look out for the Michigan Panthers. You see the draft up there at Jordan Tamu goes second uh, to the Tampa Bay Bandits. Yeah, we should mention all eight picks in the first round of the USFL draft. For those who did not pay close attention to it last <laughs> night, there might have been a few people out there who didn't monitor the draft, but all eight teams drafted quarterbacks in the first round. Byron Scott goes third to the Philadelphia Stars. And you know you made the point Ooh. of this last week. But come on. Ben Holmes goes four to the New Jersey Generals. That'll be interesting. You mentioned last week you need star power. Clayton Thorson goes five to the Houston Gamblers. They need quarterback power to get you to draw Who else? And, and watch this. Alex uh, Magoo. Yeah. Mago. Alex Magoo. Magoo. He goes six. He to was the, a backup for the Seahawks. Goes to the Birmingham Kyle Laletta, former Richmond star. Richmond in the yeah. house. Laletta. He's with the Pittsburgh Maulers. They used to have Mike Regier back in the day. Uh, so, look, you're trying Kyler uh, Slaughter. Yep. He's with the New Orleans Breakers. Drew Brees actually announced that pick on Twitter <laughs> last night. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was announcing picks. Shea Patterson, the first pick of the uh, Michigan Panthers. He went undrafted in 2020. He played two years at Michigan. You're, you, don't see, uh, you don't seem enthused by I, this selection. Well, I, you need bigger name players really to How do you get them? attract attention to How this you league. Get them? You're not going to get them out of the NFL. This isn't this isn't the old USFL. This isn't the '80s USFL where they're getting Jim Kelly and they're getting Reggie White. And they're getting Bobby A. Bear. Right? They they were getting players. Doug Flutie. Well, a couple of years ago, the XFL had P.J. Walker, who who was actually a pretty exciting quarterback to watch. Shea Patterson's a decent uh, name. For, That's a name. for the number one pick in the league. He did sign with the tr- the Chiefs as an undrafted free agent, did not make the team. No, uh, He had a couple of brief stints in the CFL. I don't even know if uh, a guy like Johnny Manziel would make this league more interesting if more people would watch it. Uh, he's such a, a burnout at this point. I'm not sure the USFL mm. even wants him or if he can play quarterback anymore. But if you look at Shea Patterson and the names that were drafted in the first round last night, that's not going to draw the casual football fan to the TV or to the betting window to play this league. So it's going to it's going to take some efforts, I think, by the leagues and the TV networks to kind of hype this up to pull in the average person. Because let's face it, if you're not betting on these games, you're probably not going to be watching them. No question about it. You have to have action on this in order to make it tolerable. I will say this: the XFL, if we remember that, this is football, Vince McMahon. Uh, he hate me, Rod Smart. Sure. Became a productive player uh-huh. on a Super Bowl champion team, I believe, with the Eagles. Won a ring there. I will make the declaration that one. There were one, things about the original XFL that I really liked, and a lot of people did. Yeah, they had, yeah. Some, they, they had some, some rule changes that the NFL actually implemented, some cameras stuff. They actually had an impact on the NFL. There will be a player from this USFL that will resurface in the NFL. Of course. There'll be a, there'll be a couple. Couple? A few. Might be a few. Probably not Shea Patterson, though. I don't know. Hey, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. I, I'm going to watch the first week. As I said to you last week uh-huh. of the show, the problem will be, do you watch the second week? 
Well, you'll get them the first time, USFL. You better make sure that I have something to gamble on. You better make sure that somehow I can interpret these lines and give me a reason to watch. And then you got to give me a good product on week number one. Johnny Avello, I'm, I'm assuming he'll have numbers on this as well. We'll find out from Johnny as well. Come on back. It's Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Back here, Follow the Money, Dave Ross, alongside Matt Humans. This is Follow the Money on Beeson. Always a pleasure to have Johnny Avella join us, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. And Johnny, happy Wednesday morning to you. Thanks for joining us here. And Matt and I were just talking about the USFL in the last segment. I'm not sure if you were able to hear. But after, you know, Shea Patterson goes number one overall and Clayson Thornton goes five to the Houston Gamblers, Cal Walletta goes seven to the Pittsburgh Maulers, I got to assume people are just clamoring, Johnny, for you to get those numbers up for the USFL. <laughs> How in the world do you put up lines for this league, which is going to be thrust upon us sooner rather than later? April, mid-April, right? Yep. We, you know, we know, we know how the league structured. We know how many teams, we know how it's divided. Uh, we know the playoff structure. The one thing we don't know is, uh, do we have approval from various states to do it? And that's what we're seeking right now. Uh, you know, we have to get that approval to be able to take wagers. Uh, and once we have that process in place, then we'll do it. Now, how do we make numbers on it? It's a difficult chore. Uh, you know, you got you look at the rosters and uh, it's, you know, it's way more difficult to make it an NFL line. But what you do is you break them down and then, uh, you know, assign a team an, a, ra- a rating the best you could do and then adjust them from the first week. You're just hopeful that the players don't have a better rating than you do. <laughs> you might want to consult somebody within the league, too, and uh, get their opinion on the teams. I know that Dave Ross thinks – any team coached by Jeff Fisher should be the favorites to win the championship. Let's go, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree. Uh, he's <laughs> he's 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 actually he knows what he's doing. He's probably one of a few guys there that does. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see if that if that's the way it ends up panning out. Yeah, clearly he's got the experience on the side here as a Super Bowl head coach. But it, it will be interesting, Johnny, because again, people probably will wager it that way, right? They'll go, well, who's got the more experienced staff? 
Uh, who's got the name quarterback that at least I can relate to that I remember from college, right? That's the only way in week one. And then to your point, you just have to adjust from there, correct? Yeah, you know, David, we're probably going to put up on this league. We'll probably put up the the sides, the total money line and the futures. You know, there could possibly be some first half, second half wager and also, but we're not going to get too cute early until we kind of know, get a handle on it, know what we're doing a little better. There you go. You see the scouting report on the USFL season. We had it up there on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season's April 16th to June. Eight teams, all games played in Birmingham, Alabama. The draft uh, yesterday and a uh, 10-game schedule for each team. The, the, what's interesting here is you got some major networks lined That's up. That's right. NBC, Fox, FS1, USA. And some big names, Daryl Moose Johnston, executive VP of football operations for the league. Mike Pereira, head of officiating, he was here mm-hmm. uh, with us on Super Bowl Sunday. So they lend some credibility to the league. Uh, Johnny, let's talk NFL. And uh, if you haven't noticed, there's more Aaron Rodgers drama going on. As, <laughs> as a bookmaker, what do you do with NFC North odds when there's so much speculation whether Rodgers is going to be with the Packers, whether he's going to be on the move to the Broncos? Do you – Take him down, put him back up, wait to see what happens, or just leave him up. I know right now you got the Packers at minus 165, odds on favorites to win that division. Vikings at about 3 to 1, plus 275. Bears at 6 to 1, Lions 12 to 1. Well, what I do, Matt, is I go get a colon cleansing. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do because that's what he does. So we actually have him, uh, we have a prop up on where his next team will be. And we have the we have the Packers at minus two fifty. You know what? When I read that story yesterday, where he says that uh, him and the team have sat down, uh, they've reconciled their differences somewhat. People are telling the truth now. It sounds like that's the place he wants to play as long as maybe he needs to have his his main players there with him. So we have that. The we have the Packers the favorite right now. Uh, followed by the Broncos at plus 350, and then the 49ers, the third choice, at 8-1. to one. So, you know, we're kind of confident at this point that he's going to stay home. Johnny, it's so interesting when you mention the Niners because it feels like not only could they possibly be in play for Aaron Rodgers, but depending on what rumors you want to believe with Tom Brady, that he could still be in the play in play out there in the Bay Area do you adjust those things accordingly, assuming that Jimmy G is going to get traded? Trey Lance, I guess, would be the floor. And who knows what the ceiling could be if it's Rodgers and or Brady, if those rumors actually have any validity to, validity to them at all. The Super Bowl odds are about as tricky as they've ever been uh, because of so many things that could happen. Uh, you know, the if some of these players go to teams, they're going to make them instant favorites, Not, you know, at least in the mix. Mm-hmm. And if they don't go there, some of these teams are going to be much longer than they are now. So yeah, it, it, it's a tricky proposition, and we just have to stay on top of it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out with the quarterback carousel because we have so many twists and turns with the draft, free agency, and everywhere else to try to figure out where all these landing spots are going to happen. I did want to uh, switch the focus here, Johnny, to college basketball because Matt and I were talking about it, and I know that that Matt likes Gonzaga. He's got him in the top four, but he doesn't have them as the overall favorite uh, necessarily in his eyes to cut down the nets. They are the betting favorite right now uh, to still be that team to come out of March Madness. Johnny, how do you evaluate Gonzaga from a betting perspective? Because it feels like 
they're now a known commodity. They got to the title game a year ago. Are, are you seeing the general public believe that this could actually be the year that Gonzaga gets all the way and finishes the job? Well, we have money on them again for the second straight year. I'm not so sure they're as good as they are la- as they were last year, but I'm not so sure anybody else is either. Uh, I mean, this is one of those years where there's a bunch of teams out there that could win this. Uh, you know, twelve, maybe, maybe even more than that, uh-huh. uh, because of of how wide open it is. Uh, I saw Gonzaga play this year. Um, you know, they they're certainly a good team and they can win it all, but they can also have you know play a poor game and not get there. Whereas maybe they were good enough to play a poor game and still win that game in the past. So they just last, the reason they didn't win it last year is they just got totally worn out by UCLA. They weren't even in that final game. Uh, They were spent by that time. And I'm not, I'm not sure they still have all the horses to, to get the job done again. Yeah. I'm not sure of that either. In fact, I'm a little bit skeptical of the Zags. (laughs) Even though a lot of people keep betting him to uh, uh, to win the NCAA championship, all right, Johnny, I want to shift to the NBA here for the last couple minutes. We're at the All Star break, and Chris Paul looks like he's going to miss the next two months for the Suns, who have the best record in the association right now. The Brooklyn Nets just had an eleven game losing streak, but they hope to have KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons on the floor together. How do you think the NBA futures are going to shape up at the top here in the second half with the Suns, the Warriors, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Sixers? Well, you know the the Suns. We, I I think they're good. Still a good team. The question is, you know, can they continue to to play without uh you know their their star guard? And uh, I think they'll be okay. But I also think that Golden State it gets a little bit closer to them now. The Nets, Matt. I don't know what to tell you about them. They're they're like two games and not even being in the playoffs right now. Now. I think they'll come out of that, and I think they'll be fine going forward. But uh, they're, you know, they're just playing so terrible right now. Uh, the East isn't that strong, so even no matter what seed they fall in, they probably still would have a shot, maybe to win that. But going up against the West, any team in the West is difficult. Sure. At DraftKings, are you heavy on uh, any one of those teams in a, in a bad spot with any of those teams we talked about? Or any other team. We have uh, we have Sun money. We certainly have Golden State money, and we've had now none of these teams were in really bad shape. But uh, but the Nets are always bet every year. Uh, you know, ever since they've compiled this team together, we usually start off the season with having more money on them than anybody else. Very quickly, John, I got about thirty seconds before we have to say goodbye here. Major League Baseball, if they get their act together, how quickly can you get those numbers up? Well, we have a lot up right now. If you look at our site, we've put up uh, most of the stuff that we would have up by this time. The one thing we don't have up, and we usually don't get it up for a couple weeks anyway, is the regular season wins. Uh, but we could put that up rather quickly. That's We, we need to know how many games they're going to play before we do stick that up. But if you go to our site right now, you'll see 
you know, player with the most hits, Cy Young Award, MVPs. We have all of that stuff up. All right, Johnny, always appreciate your time. DraftKings Sportsbook Director. We'll catch up with Johnny again next week. But, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this week, new customers can bet $1 and win 150 if their team wins. Just use the code VEASAN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in selected states. Must be 21 Eligible restrictions do apply. Avoid where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for full details. Matt, when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about the Wednesday night slate in college basketball. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.